Welcome to OECD Podcast, where policy meets people. The world of work is changing. How well are we preparing young people for this? Are students learning everything they can to be ready, not only for their first jobs, but for their future jobs as well? And do young people themselves feel confident and empowered to shape the future of work? The OECD asked these questions, and more, in a recent social media poll conducted in partnership with IBM. In this episode of OECD Podcasts, Robin Allison Davis discusses the poll's findings with Anthony Mann, OECD Education Analyst, and with Lydia Logan, Vice President of Education and Workforce Development at IBM. Education isn't just about qualifications anymore. It's about how well you can apply what you learn, your knowledge, and your skills and how well you can plan a path through your studies and into the world of work. Schools can be doing more to help young people with this, as Anthony Mann explains. Our findings from the social media poll show that a lot of people don't feel that formal education prepared them for the world of work. What are academic institutions missing when it comes to preparing young people for their careers? Well, our work here in the OECD Career Readiness Team shows that Many academic institutions, many secondary schools have a lot more to do in supporting young people. And we've got lots and lots of data so we can really work out what makes a difference to young people, like um, whether they've had a conversation with the teacher about a job they're interested in, whether they've been to a workplace you know, on a visit, whether they have heard from people in work in the school. And the more they explore their potential futures, the better they do. And we see these relationships in terms of higher earnings, lower unemployment rates, greater job satisfaction. But it's not just that. It's also important that they have first-hand experience of the labour market, particularly if it's in an area where they're interested in following, because it allows them to confirm their thinking, to to challenge assumptions, to make sure they're in the right place, to understand what they need to do. One of the most interesting things we've found is that the more they think about their futures, the more informed, the more mature, the more sophisticated their thinking is about how their education relates to a future, an imagined future in work, the better they do. And so, you know, career guidance has never been more important, never been more important for young people. Lydia Logan feels that guidance, tailored options, and workplace experiences are also important in higher education, particularly as the profile of students around the world is changing. There's often a gap between the way that students learn and what they're learning and what's actually expected in a job. And I think that's where the confidence is lost of students feeling like traditional education is falling short. I think the other thing is flexibility. So today students move around, they learn online, they have opportunities to learn all kinds of places. And A lot of schools have made more opportunities to learn in different ways, but the majority of them are still full-time brick and mortar delivery. And that's just not how students want to live and learn these days. So we think of college students as young people who go through what in America would be high school, and then they go into college and they finish a four-year degree and they move on to work. But in a lot of places, that isn't really the profile of of a college student. They may work for a little while, go to college, get an associate's degree, go back to work. People are in and out of work, in and out of learning, and their life situations are different. And we don't 
need a one-size-fits-all system. We need systems that accommodate people where they are so that they can be lifelong learners. That's interesting that you brought up about students who have worked before, because the findings from our poll, we saw that the more experience of the labor market that people have, the less they rated the usefulness of formal education. I, I wouldn't say that formal education uh, by any stretch doesn't have usefulness. I mean, I can say I don't want a surgeon operating on me who hasn't gone through some really good formal education and passed their boards and done all of those things. But there are a lot of jobs that don't require that kind of training. And so I think that's where we're seeing a shift globally in who's learning, how they're learning, what options there are. And it really is an ecosystem that we need where people are able to learn, get valuable experiences, credits that are transferable, badges and things like that that are meaningful and that hiring managers are using to hire. Those can be a mix, right? Universities are not going away, nor should they. I think it's really about an ecosystem of how people learn and what's available to them. Today's educators are under a lot of pressure, not only to teach the next generation, but also to prepare them for jobs in all sectors. A closer relationship between the world of work and academic institutions can help. So the things which we see as being you know, particularly valuable include you know, somebody from a workplace comes into a school and talks to young people, maybe for half an hour, about the job they do, how they got into it, how it's changing. And we kind of find that these are very regularly associated with better outcomes later on. There is a list of things which employers um, ideally should be thinking about. It would include as well, you know, visits to workplaces, job shadowing, you know, going to workplace for a day or two, follow people around, investigative exploratory. That's a really efficient way of being able to help young people understand particular sectors and the jobs involved. But, you know, there are more intense things like mentoring. The mentoring is more time consuming, probably need a bit of training. But what we find is that the activities which really seem to make the most consistent difference are also the ones which are easiest to do. You know, invite people into your workplace, have your workers go to a school, let's talk about the jobs they do. These things really do make a difference. Students can't be something they've never seen and don't understand. So on a very basic level, they need exposure to professionals who are in careers they may not know much about. They also need to understand what is required for jobs of the future. So whether that is data analytics or understanding statistics at a high level or understanding AI and how that works. Those are concepts and content areas students may not know much about, but once they understand what role they play in their daily lives, how they receive information, how things are working in the world around them, they may be very interested in going into fields that advance those technologies. And we certainly at IBM want to be a part of that. Beyond that, there's a responsibility for business to make sure that students understand what employers are looking for from an employee. What does it mean to work in groups and collaborate? How do you clearly communicate your ideas? What are the technical kinds of skills that you need to really work on as foundational skills that you can build on for more advanced careers? You know, whether it's a school-based program or it's a work-based program like an apprenticeship, it's really, really important that the young person 
you know, gets to have that first-hand experience of the labour market. They get to sort of like apply their skills and the knowledge which they've been learning. They get to become familiar with the workplace environment, that they get to meet people who can ultimately give them a job later on. And that takes time, you know, because young people need, you know, a number of years to make sure that they have got a clear understanding of, you know, who they are, who they want to become, their strengths, their weaknesses, you know, the, um, the things which they think they could thrive in and so on. And it's too late if you do that just at the moment they make the decision. Really, it needs to start at primary school where you start helping people to see the association between what they do in the classroom and what happens in a workplace. On our social media poll, there was another finding that young people's confidence in finding work has reduced since the COVID-19 pandemic. It's fair to say the pandemic has caused job insecurity worldwide at varying levels. Do you think that this is the reason for this drop in confidence or what are the other factors perhaps contributing to it? Well, I mean, in any economic downturn, we always see that young people are most adversely affected. You know, the first thing that employers do is stop recruiting. You know, young people are more often be on a temporary contract or uh, a precarious contract. We saw that in the pandemic, often it was sectors where young people are heavily represented, um, like tourism or retail, where economic activity just ceased. And, you know, a lot of young people, understandably, have decided to try and stay in education for as long as possible. But our challenge at this moment is um, young people are going through the education system and it's difficult for them to know, you know, um, whether the choices they make are going to be of value to them over a long term. And I don't think it's saying too much to say that never before in human history has career guidance been so important. Because the more dynamic, the more unpredictable the labour market is, the more difficult it is for young people to make their choices. And we really need to make sure that they are as advised as, as best we can. Programs providing students with support and offering access to work experiences can really make a difference. One example is IBM's P-Tech, a program that brings together schools and industry partners, offering guidance and training that takes students through high school and two years of higher education, then on into work or further studies. They get along with their regular academic curriculum, a specialized curriculum around a workforce development strand. The partner helps to provide internships and mentorships for students. So they are developing relationships with people in those businesses. They are getting hands-on work experience either at their school or on site in those job sectors so that when they graduate at the end of two years, They are prepared to go right to work. What we really wanted to do, and these schools are mostly in underserved areas, is to make sure that students had a clear and meaningful path to post-secondary education and work, and that students were getting the support that they need in a collaborative effort all the way through their schooling experience. Helping young people connect their learning with real-world work can make it easier for them to envision what they might do for a job someday. It can also build up their confidence. This is especially important for girls and young women who report being less confident in their job searches and who are less likely to take up jobs in certain fields, such as STEM. I think young people, where they're able to better visualize and plan you know, their futures, and they can see the relationships between what they're doing in the education and what what these uses will be in the outside world, you know, will be more motivated 
And actually, you know, it was something my daughter brought home as part of her homework. She was studying um, science class and they're starting a new topic on water. And she had to research, you know, jobs about people who work in the water industry. So she had to go on some of the websites to find out how much people earn. She had to work out, you know, whether they work inside or outside in teams and so on. And I thought it was a really useful small exercise. But it's a really good little way of being able to show what you're doing here um, is relevant to the outside world. And what we want to instill in them is this inquisitive mindset, this continual asking and, and engagement of thinking about who am I, who might I become? In India, Canada, Taiwan, and Italy, we are running a program called STEM for Girls. And that program is really meant to expose girls to women in the tech industry, to do some hands-on learning, to understand design thinking, and to understand really what IT and technical fields are about and get that spark going and to gain confidence that these are things that they can do uh, so that they are making choices about careers and courses and where they see themselves perhaps as adults. There was one high school student who participated in the program in India, Azra, and she said, she always thought that these jobs and these fields and these classes were for boys. But participating in the program, meeting women who were IBMers, who were volunteering and talking about what they did, completely changed her outlook on what she wanted to be. And now she is really excited about doing more. She has taken on some projects on her own and involving her friends. And we, we really saw that spark light in her. Guidance isn't only important for young people in education, or for those who are at the start of their working lives. Today, many people, of all ages and at all career stages, are reconsidering their paths, what's possible for them, and what skills they may need for the future. I think it may be more that a lot of people are reevaluating their work situations and are thinking about doing different things. A new study from the IBM Institute for Business Value, one of our research arms, found that job seekers are facing big challenges and one in four consumers surveyed globally plan to switch employers in 2021, which is why it's going to be more and more important for people to be lifelong learners, to continue to reskill and upskill themselves and to look at where job trends are going and consider some of those new collar jobs as opportunities. To listen to other OECD podcasts, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and soundcloud.com slash OECD.